Good morning. We're holding by Daf Pei Amar Base. Emsecha Bachutz towards the top of the Amar. Emsecha Bachutz Kol Balei Sakim. So now the pasuk in Shir Shirim, which said Mitian Chaka Achel Yonek Shdeimi, that the Yin are asking that they should be like the brothers to Hashem, meaning brothers to the spheres of Atzilus. And that they're both Yenik Mishli Imi, that they're that Tulon and Tera Makabu from Chachman Bina, just like Zan Malchus is Makabu from Chachman Bina. And the Pasik in Shir Hashem continues and says, Emsaecha Bachutz, I will find you in the street, outside. I'll find you outside. What does that mean? Koyal al Bale this is referring to people involved in business. Even though it's not possible for them to be involved in learning Torah constantly, that they can be nourished from the level of Bina Vatsilus, which is called again, that Imi is going on, the mother is referring to the level of Bina, which is the Torah Peh. And Yenei is how they're receiving nourishment from learning Torah Peh. So that's referring to people who are learning a lot, that they're Yenei they're growing in there through learning Torah Peh. <clears throat> but the people involved in business are not able to be constantly learning. So how do they find Hashem? How are they able to be like a brother to Hashem if they're not going to be always learning Torah? Nonetheless, they're able to find Hashem outside, meaning outside of the Dalar Alamas of Halacha. Obviously, they have to learn Torah also. But since that's not their main occupation, there has to be there's another way for them to connect to Hashem through what they do, even when they're involved most of the day in other things. So they should also be like brothers to Hashem, brothers to the spirits of is. Regarding Hashem, we find that it says, Hashem acquires heaven and earth, which is It says, Hashem acquired five things. It says, in six days, Hashem made the heavens and the earth, and the seventh day he rested. Every Shabbos is called the seventh day, Shabbos Avaya. Which is Shabbos for Hashem. How are we calling every Shabbos the seventh? If the seventh day of creation, we understand why it's called the seventh, because it was the seventh day from the beginning of creation. But after that is day number eight, and day number nine, and day number one thousand, and day number one million. So how are we saying that? Every Shabbos is the seventh day of creation. The seventh, only the first Shabbos is the, the seventh day of creation. Why is every single Shabbos called the seventh day? Because when it says six days, it doesn't just mean six physical days. It also means six meters of Atzilus, the six spheres of Zah, of Zerampin of Atzilus. That through these six meters of Zah, that's how the world came into being. The first day is the creation of Chesed. And when Hashem said, And then after the, all the worlds are coming into being through the six meters of Zah, 
Then on the seventh day, which is Malchus, is the Aliyah, is the ascent of all the worlds. Back to their source. And so too, every single week, during this, the six weekdays, the six attributes of Hashem's uh, level of Azabat Silas is coming into not only creating the world, but in being involved in the world and elevating the world. The Zah and Malchus together coming down into to not only create the world and guide the world, but to uh, bring the world up as the as the world exists at Midamata Lamaila. Then on Shabbos is how all the worlds are going back up to their source. This is sent specifically in the seventh attribute, the seventh aspect, which is the aspect of Malchus. So even though Physically, it's not the seventh day of creation, but the process of creation, which was in a way of six and seven, in a way of the six meters and the seventh, which is Malchus, this process reoccurs every single week, that during the six days is the six meters of Asilus, and on the seventh day is the Malchus, where all the worlds are going back up to their source. I am very Yitzchayim, Sha'Allah, Peregzayin, Ki Ali, Yitzchayim, 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 in Priyatzchayim, he explains, seemingly, what does it have to do with Malchus? We're saying on the seventh, which is Malchus, oh, that's how everything goes up. What does Malchus have to do with going up? So he says two ideas. On the One idea is, the reason why the elevation has to be from Malchus is because whenever you pick up something, it has to be from underneath the bottom. Since Malchus is the lowest of the spheres, the only way that you can elevate it is from Malchus, from the lowest of the spheres. Like you explained in the beginning of Terror, that it's called Nikra lever. If you're putting to pick up something, you have to put a device underneath the bottom of the object to pick it up from the bottom. That's called a lever. And that's the same thing with Hishtalshulis, that the only way to elevate the entire state of Hishtalshulis is through the aspect of Malchus. And the second idea of why Davka the, the Ali is specifically to Malchus, because Malchus, which is lowest level, is directly connected to the highest level, which that's called Nostachos and Basayfan, at the level of Kesir, which is higher than. Chachma is found specifically in Malchus. And therefore, it has, because it has the unlimited power receiving from Kest, it has the ability to elevate all the worlds. And that's why on Shabbos it says, that the heavens and the earth reach the state of Kalos and Nefesh, which that's what we say in Kabbalah Shabbos, that we have to go to greet the idea of Malchus, which Malchus is called a Kala, boy Kala Chulu. Why are they called a Kala? Because Kala comes from the expression Kalos and Nefesh, a very great yearning to ascend. And that's the idea that on Shabbos is through Malchus, the ascent of all the worlds. And that's why in the Bracha we say after Shmanesra in Marev of Shabbos. We say that Hashem is kind of Shemaim Aretz. He create, he's, uh, acquires heaven and earth. Because everything that was refined and elevated during the six days of the week, all the needs states of the Biruim, are coming up to be included in their source above on Shabbos. This is like somebody who's buying an object. First, he invests the money. He's paying the money to the one he's buying it from. And through that, he's receiving it to bring it into his own domain, into his own property. 
Through the six attributes of Zavatil is coming down and being invested in the creation to elevate the sparks of holiness that fell from Tehu. Through that, uh, on Shabbos, there's able to be the elevation of all these sparks of holiness from Rishus Harabim, from Tirdifuda, from the place of unholiness and separation from Hashem's oneness to the level of Atzilis, which is called Rishus Ayachi, which is where the Hashem's oneness is fully expressed, right? It's called Rishus Ayachid, like I explained many places, that Atzilus, that it says Rishus Ayachid is four Tfachim by ten Tfachim. That's how, in order for it to be Rishus Ayachid. And the Atzilus is the same thing. It's four by ten, the four letters of Shem Ahavaya, four letters of Hashem's name, and the ten spheres. And so Atzilus is called the Rishus Hayachid. And so he's bringing it into the Rishus Hayachid. That means the choir is in it, meaning he's taking it from the Rishus Harabim to the Rishus Yachid, from the domain of un, of separation, division, and holiness into into his oneness, which is the love of Atzilus. But there, it's not only the Midas. The Midas of Atzilus is like Malchus that went down into the The Midas is like this. The Midas come into Malchus during the six days of the week in order to become invested in the created beings as their created beings in a way of his pashtus, you read of his pashtus. The six attributes are invested in the Malchus, that through, through Malchus they're able to make an elevation in, in the Nisets of Kedusha, to bring out and, and reveal the Nisets of Kedusha. In fact, in the Maimur, the Rebbe Rashab, he's saying, the Malchus is like the Shliach of Zah. It receives the power from Zah in order to affect this elevation in the worlds, of, in the creation beings of the Neshamas, the Malach, and Machulu of, of the Briyatir and Asiya. And so through, through Malchus, Zah is invested into, into the created beings because that they should want to become elevated, they want to go out of the Rishut Sarabim. But they don't actually leave the Rishut Sarabim until Shabbos. Only on Shabbos is all the Nesas of Kedusha actually elevated back up to their source, which is actually called two beers, the beer of Ban and the beer of Ma, the beer of Rishon and the beer of Shani, which is a whole different discussion about the two beerim of how these Nesas of Kedusha become elevated back into their source, but not for now. Similarly, regarding the goddess of the Yid and the Mitzrayim and above it. Through this, the sparks of holiness are found to these countries, became elevated. And you see this most strongly in the special Nashamas who became Gerim, which means that there was very great power of holiness of Kedusha in these countries, because you see tremendously great tzaddikim that actually came from Gerim, from these countries. Rabbi Kiva's father was a Ger, Rameer was a Ger, Avadia was a Ger, and the fact that there could be these Gerim from these countries means that there's a tremendous spiritual power, tremendous power of Kedushaf that came from Tehu into these places and became elevated through the Avadia of the Eden in those countries. 
לדרך זה נאמר בקריאה שמה. Because the idea of gathering in is taking it from the domain of, of unholiness to the domain of holiness. And this applies to each and every Jew in their physical life. They're taking all the sparks of holiness from their physical matters and bringing it into Hashem's oneness when they're saying, He devolved in business to provide sustenance for himself and his family, which is his descent into the material matters. But then it caused, afterwards, there's an, an elevation, not only for himself, but for all the physical things he's involved with. Because when he's davening, using the power of the food that he ate, which he bought with the money that he acquired from his business, etc. And he uses all these things to be able to daven and focus on Hashem's oneness and give himself over to Hashem's oneness. So then all those things also become elevated into Hashem's oneness. That's why davening is called a continual elevation. Every single day, through our davening, we're elevating all the sparks of holiness and all of our material matters. And even though that's true in a general sense in the davening of every day, but in a greater sense on Shabbos, because all the davening in the week becomes elevated to a higher level on Shabbos. So even though every davening is an elevation of the sparks of holiness, through saying, but that's during the weekday, it's only one level. And on Shabbos, it's a whole different level. That's what it says. Regarding people who are the business, that they will find Hashem outside of the base Midrash. Krishna huh? is that he's, um, saying, he's noticing that everything is, is um, he's gathering everything to Echad and then and tries to prepare when everything goes up. No, Krishman no. Shmanas are two levels of bringing into Echad and bringing into Achtas Hashem because in the Krishma is through this Mananus and Achtas Hashem you're thinking about the Shema is Malashan Havana Vasaga, his Mananus. You're thinking about how Hashem is one and everything is bottled to Hashem's true oneness, but that's on the level of his Mananus, which be level Bina. Which then is Shmana is the level of Re'iyah of Chachma, as you're seeing it. You, so not just you're bringing, in other words, before Shema Nesrei, you're bringing up all your physical matters to a level of understanding of Hashem's oneness. And then in Shema Nesrei, you're becoming a higher level Bittl to Hashem, Bittl Messias. So you're actually bringing up all those Nisetsas to an even higher level of Bittl Talukos. But again, the point we're seeing here is that the person who's involved in business, which is most people for most of their life, they're able to find Hashem even outside of the base of Midrash, even though they have to be in the base of Midrash also every day for a couple hours. 
But most of the day they're not in the base midrash and able to find a sham even outside of the base midrash. How do they find a sham? Because they find a sham even in all their business matters, even in all the material matters. Because all the material matters that they're involved in their business and all the other physical things they have to be involved with become elevated into Hashem's oneness through their davening. And so they're able to find Hashem even in those physical things they have to be involved with. And every single Jew elevates their physical matters into Hashem's oneness. How do you know? Because every Jew has to say Shema. And not only have to say Shema, you have to have Kavana. And what do you have to have Kavana for? That Havaya Echad. And so every single Jew says Shema and thinks about the fact that Hashem is one, that He's the one and only true being, true existence, and everything is all part of Him. And so through that Shema, He's elevating all of his material matters into Achtos Hashem, into Hashem's oneness. The Divrei Kol Pasuk Rishayin Serach Kavana. Now here the Alter Rebbe brings. This is a, a little bit of a side point, but it's also important to note. Here the Alter Rebbe brings. There's two opinions about what part of Kriya Shema you need to have Kavana. According to one opinion in the Gemara, the Kavana of Kriya Shema which is the Kavana Pirshamilas, has to be the entire first Parsha, not only the first Pasik, the entire first Parsha, from Shema until Uvisha Recha. The entire first Parsha, every word, you have to have the Kavana of the Pirshamilas. In order to be Yitzhi, they must say, Minatera of Kriya Shema. That's one of the opinions in the Gemara. <clears throat> and this opinion is brought in the Beis Yosef on the tour. And so this is a valid Allahic opinion, even though we don't really Paskin like that, Meikah Hadin. But nonetheless, that is an opinion which is mentioned in the Gemara, which is mentioned in the Beis Yosef, and some of the poskim bring this opinion. And so the Altair is bringing this that the Chachila, that's what you should do. The Chachila, you have to have Kavana for the first part of Kriya Shema. Everyone agrees that the first Pasik, which is Pasik of Shema uh, until Echad, you have to have Kavana. Everyone agrees. Right? Arkan Mitzvah Kavana. Right, you can't to saying Shema without thinking the Pirshamilas. So even the first Pasik, you're not Makayim, the mitzvah of Kriya Shema. Now when your child is, is you're teaching them to say Shema, obviously you're not expecting them to think the Pirshamilas because it's Khinach. But once you're becoming Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah, and before that even, there has to be the idea of the Pirshamilas of the first Pasik. Because you cannot you're not fulfilling the mitzvah just by saying the words have to have the Pirshamilas of what does it mean Shema, what does it mean Echad, etc. And so this, since every Jew is doing mitzvahs, every Jew is saying Shema. So every Jew over Bar Bas Mitzvah is, is saying, having the Pirshamilas of the first Pasuk of Shema at the very least. And the Chachila also, the entire first Parsha. What's the difference? Because the first Parsha is Echad V'Havta. Right? If you're saying you only have to have gone for the first Pasuk, which includes also Baruch Shem, the Alter brings in the Shulchan Aruch. So the first Pasuk doesn't mean only Echad, actually means Echad until Baruch Shem Kavod Machoslan Void. Because Baruch Shem Kavod Machoslan Void is also the idea of Avachtas Hashem. It's Yechod Ilan, Yechod Tita. He doesn't say that in the Shulchan Aruch, Yechod Ibevechita, it says that in Tanya. But in the Shulchan Aruch, he says that it, the Kavana is Ma'akiv, also the second Pasuk. That, that to do the mitzvah, to be Yitzhi, the mitzvah of Krishna, we have to have Kavana not only for Shema, but also for Baruch Shem. But at the same time, you have to have Kavan also for the first parsha. And what is in the first parsha is Vihafta. 
that the echad is bringing about vihavta. That the oneness, your awareness of Hashem's oneness has to bring you to love Hashem. Which that love of Hashem is something felt in the Basar Gashmi, of the Leva Gashmi, something you physically feel in your physical heart. And that's what elevates all of the mitzvahs of Kedusha that are in all the physical things, is that not only you recognize Hashem's oneness, but it comes into your heart, into your physical life, the Basar Halev Hagashmi. And this is the idea that every Jew gives himself over to Hashem's oneness. Every Jew has this aspect. Even though a Jew doesn't have to physically give up his life. And we're asking Hashem, which means we don't want to have to physically give up our life. Because Hashem wants us to live in this world. But nonetheless, that past, the, the fact that we're willing to give up our life for Hashem means that we're completely devoted to Hashem. And this devotion is found in every Jew. Because even a Jew who's the least sensitive to a locus, we're willing to give up his life rather than deny that he is a Jew. We're denied that he has a connection to Hashem. And by awakening and revealing this power of Mr. Esnafesh, this bittle to Hashem, you're able to elevate everything in your physical life. Through this realization and through this re awakening your connection, your inner connection to Hashem, when you're saying through that, you're elevating all of your business activities and physical activities that are necessary then the entire day become elevated to Hashem's oneness. I do this in some kolsak of Hashem Mechadim Kenari Masamat and Rezek Zehu Me'in Valdeach Shu Yisparach Nekokonish Maimara. So therefore, through this process that he's in, he he invests himself, he has to become invested in the physical world, and then he elevates all those physical matters to holiness. When he says Echad Vehavta, so this is similar to the process of how Hashem is. That Zah and Malchus coming into elevating the world, elevating the sense of Kedusha during the six days, and then they become turning up into Atsilas, acquiring them on Shabbos. The same thing that a Jew through his davening, through being involved in the business in the, during the day, and then coming to the davening, he's taking all the nitzvot of Kedusha out and giving them over to Hashem. And in that sense, you're also becoming a brother to Zan Malchus, right? In other words, the first way you can become a brother to Zan Malchus is because Zan Malchus learned Torah. So you also learned Torah. So then good, so you're their brother. What's another thing Zan Malchus do? Zan Malchus are not only learning Torah. They're also elevating the intents of Kedusha from the Elamites. So if you do the same thing, you're also on Shlechus, then you're also a brother to Zan Malchus. So in other words, Zan Malchus have two oifanim. They have two things they do. One is that they're learning, and one is that they're doing shlichus, they're doing mifzayim. Those are the two things that Zan Malchus do together. So those are the two options. Either you could be like Zan Malchus and be learning Torah, or you can be like Zan Malchus and be involved in the shlichus of elevating the Olam Gashmi through the Isik Masamat on the Shem Shemayim. In fact, not only do you also find Hashem outside of the base of Midrash through the Shlichus, you're actually finding Him on a deeper level. And that's what it says 
the Nashir Ashirim, I find him on the outside and I will kiss him and he will kiss me. What does that mean, kissing? Kissing is a very deep level of love connection, which means that the davening, the person has to be involved in the shlichus of being involved in Olam Gashmi, he's connecting on a very deep level of love to Hashem and the davening. His davening is much, is very powerful, very deep, because it has the power of the transformation of darkness into light, which we explained at length in Parshas Noyach, about the advantage that a business person has over someone learning all day. And this is expressed in a very powerful love. When the love is so great, it's not able to be limited into words. It has to be, and it can only be expressed in a physical act. Because something which is coming from a higher place is found expressed in a lower aspect, lower action. And so the love is so intense, it can only be found in the physical kiss, not in the words. And that's representing that the great love that we're experiencing with, from Hashem to us and from us to Hashem, of the person who's involved in the Gashmi, Salam Hazeh, when he transforming the darkness into light, is so great, it's called a kiss. It's, it's a much deeper type of expression of love that's not just Regular words and understanding. Because again, the first way of bringing like a brother to Hashem, which that's as Zan Machos are receiving from Chachma Bina, and you're also receiving Chachma Bina. That's one way of being a brother. Whereas, through this iskafia, through this transformation that's happening in this shlichus of being involved in Olam you're not only receiving from Chachma and Bina, which is called Shri'imi, you're also receiving from Kesser, receiving from the Ayin, from the source of the Chachma. Which that also comes down into Zah. So they're actually brother on a deeper level. Not just you're both Yenik Meshdi'imi, but you're actually Yenik, you're receiving from the level of Kesses. You become a brother in a certain sense, not only to Zah and Malchus, but even to Chachma and Bina. Right, if you're only Mikhail from Chachmina, so you're not a brother to Chachmina, you're only a brother to Zan Malchus. But if you Mikhail from Kesser, which is a Shosh of Chachmabina, so you're also becoming a brother for Chachmabina. So that's even a high level of being Ka'achli, of being like a brother, a, bro- a brother even to Chachmabina, but see this. That's why in the Brachas, first speaking about Zivulun, then Yisachar. Because not, it's not just that Zivulun. He's providing the material means that Yisachar is able to learn Torah. So he's mentioned first because if it were not for Zivulun, there wouldn't be Yisachar. It's more than that. Zivulun actually reaches a higher level than Yisachar. Because through his iskafia, the business and the shlichos he's involved in, he's reaching the level of Kester, which is even higher than the Chachma, which Yisachar is connecting to. So it says that Lavan, which is Levan Elyon, which is Kesir, 
is connected and giving over to the Shvatim, which are called his banim, his children, but they're really his grandchildren. And so too, we're saying that you're like a brother to Zah, you're really a brother to Chachma Bina. Oh, but since Zah and Machus are the grandchildren of Kesser, so you're, you're also a brother to Zah and Machus, because brother in the general sense means relative, right? Like Avram said to Lloyd, that you're my brother, means you're my nephew, and uh, and love and kiss his grandchildren, which he called them his children. So child could mean grandchild, and brother could mean his cousin, it could mean nephew, it could mean relative. So the same thing, when we're saying that you're becoming a brother to Zan Machos, that the, the Baal Eisek is a brother to Zan Machos, doesn't just mean a brother in, in, that they're on the same level, it actually means they're on a higher level. But in a more general sense, they're like a brother. But they're actually more like a brother to Chachmambina because they're Makabal from, from Kesir. The Balistic, yeah. Now, even the Baal the Pasuk continues, says, I will guide you and I will bring you to my mother's house. You also have to, even the Baal has to come into the Terah. Because even the person involved in the business, we're saying it's so great to becoming a brother to Chachmabina and all these things. No, he still has to be involved in Torah, even though most of the he's involved in the business. He still has to have times for learning Torah. Even though their main avoid, most of the time is spent on transforming the Gashmias and giving tzedakah with the money to making etc. Nonetheless, in order for it to come down to them, that also has to be through Torah. Because the Gili of everything is only through the Kabbalah Gili. In order for the Baal Eisek to find out what's special about being a Baal Eisek is also through Torah. So now if somebody's going to say, I'll be a Shliach, I'll be a Baal Eisek, I'll be involved in Gashmias, and if that's the greatest thing, all you get from Kesa, you get from this, so then well, I don't have to learn. I'm getting, I'm getting from a higher level. So the answer is, even that level, you won't be able to see unless except through Torah. Because you won't have to see anything except through Torah. The gili of anything is only through Torah. Including the gili of what's higher than the Torah. Including the gili of Iskafi. Including the gili of Shrikos and on Balesek. That gili is also only through Torah. Just not as many hours of Torah, not as much Torah, not whatever it is. But the gili of that is also only through Torah. So for Balesek to find out why, about, why is, is it good to be a Balesek is only when he's only when it's set aside time to learn to every day, then he's able to find out that there's something very special about being a Balesek and a Shriach, etc. This level, that first it comes into thought and speech, and then into action, meaning first it comes into the Kaviyasitim, which is the thought and speech of Torah, and then it's found, he's able to find Hashem, in the whole day. So in other words, about Balesek, through his learning Torah, in the morning and the night, twice a day, an hour in the morning and an hour at night, he's able to find Hashem the whole day in his Balesek. 
then he's able to see that he's able to elevate all his Gashmi things into, into Kedusha. And he's able to receive from Kedusha. He's able to receive from even a higher level of Chachmavina. But he's only able to see that because of the two hours a day he's learning in the morning and, and in the night. And this great love is expressed, we said first it's expressed in davening, and it's also expressed in learning. There's two types of how this case is expressed. The deep love for Hashem is expressed in the davening and deeper level, and also a deeper level of connection found in Torah study. Which means that in Baal Esek, actually, even though he learns less hours, but if he's kaveya, meaning he's, he fixes it and he pushes himself to learn every day the kaveyas, then he's actually experiencing a deeper level of connection during those two hours than the person who's learning eight hours learn, finds in his eight hours. He's connecting deeper to Hashem in the Torah study. The, the, the two hours and the yeshivoyal in the Torah in in the that he's learning the whole day. So by the Baltair, it says, someone involved in learning Torah all day, it says he's constantly unique. He's always learning Torah. Because it says, oh, you have to learn Torah day and night. But someone involved in business, involved in, in the shlichos and business, it says, I will bring you to my mother's house, which means that it's not all day he's learning Torah. But he brings himself, and he to the base of Midrash to it two times a day. And Samasarik is putting in the note that another explanation means I'll bring you. Not that I'm gonna bring I'll bring you to meet me in the Beis Hamidrash twice a day, but I'm going to bring Kesser into Bina. That because, again, they're reaching the level of Kesser through this Iskafia, so they're actually bringing a higher level into the Chachman Bina. So they're bringing into Bina from Kesser, they're bringing into Bina from a higher level in the Kriyasitim that they have. The two things obviously are interconnected. The fact they have a deeper connection in the Torah is because they're bringing a deeper level of the Aran Saif into the Chachmah Bina through their Avoida. What's the difference? The simple meaning of Anahegcha V'yachal Beisimi is that I'll bring you to meet me in the Beis Midrash twice a day because that's when I'm learning because that's the day I'm not learning. Right? That's the Sapir Shepashim. The bringing is basically he's bringing himself. He just bring himself to actually come to the Beis Midrash twice a day. Then Samal saying is saying not only he's bringing himself to actually sit down in the base of Midrash twice a day, he's bringing Kesser to come into Bina through his through his avoidah. And it says, I'll give you to drink from the spiced wine. As again, that's from the Pasik and Shirashirim. I'll bring you to Mother's house and I'll give you to drink from the spiced wine. It says the wine makes Wine makes Hashem happy. This wine is referring to the wine of the Torah. Which that's the Bina, which is found in the Torah. What does it mean? It makes Hashem happy. Because the name Elokim refers to Hashem's power of limitation and concealment. Through his learning Torah Shabbat 
which is from Bina, it causes joy, meaning it causes removal of that concealment. So Mesmech Elkim means, Elkim is sad. You know why he's sad? Because he doesn't like the fact that he has to make a Halamahasta. And you make him happy when you overcome the Halamahasta. Now, even though his job is to make a Halamahasta, but he really is happy when you overcome the Halamahasta. He's only hiding because he wants you to find it. Right? If you play hide and go seek and you never get found, then it's really not a good game, right? So the only way that you're making El Shem Elokim happy is actually by overcoming the Shem Elokim. By, by, removing, by removing the Helam Hester on the Shem Elokim through the limit of the Teresh of Alpeh. That's what said, give you to drink from this wine, which again is the Bina of the Teresh of Alpeh. What's the difference between regular wine and spiced wine? Spiced wine has spices that have a smell. So it's wine that also has a good smell. The smell is from a high place, which is the level of the maki of the encompassing light, which is higher than food, which is the internalized light. Shemal is in the goof. Because the food comes and becomes part of your body. Whereas the smell doesn't become part of your body. It says only your soul has enjoyment from it. Because it's a higher level of enjoyment, which is not limited to the to the recipient, to the body, to the to the kalim. This is the advantage. Of the learning Torah of the Balasik, which is he has to do a scaff, he has to force himself, which he's reaching a higher level of connection to Hashem than somebody who's in yeshiva or teaching and learning all day. That's why their Torah is called spiced wine, not just regular wine, but wine with a good smell. This smell comes from something which is very sharp and very. Uh, Normally, it would not be a very good thing, but it's made in such a way that it should be have a very strong smell in a very good way. So this wine, even though it's a drink, which means you have to take an epinimis, it also has a smell, so it has both advantages of makif and epinimis. The Torah study of a balesek has the Baila of, of Makif and Panimi. It's Panimi because he understands it, and it's Makif because it's Mam Sheikh, or Ansef, or Sivkamin. Why? Because it's Kafi Sitrach, or Stalakirukuchibuchokamin. Because since it's greatest Kafia, that he has to shlep himself, he has to push himself into the base of Midrash and tear himself away from all the things he's involved to come to learn, and he does it anyways. So he's Mam Sheikh, the Ar Makif, which is Sayyid Kalamin. In his Torah study, that's why it's called the Yain Harekach, it's a wine with the smell, which is a makif. What if someone is not able to learn? He's, he doesn't have the head to learn. He's, he's not in that capacity. So it says that you give him to eat from the juice, the pomegranate juice. It says that even the people who are, don't have so many mitzvahs, they still have a lot of mitzvahs. They have, in fact, they have mitzvahs like a pomegranate. What does that mean? What does it mean, empty people? It doesn't mean people don't do mitzvahs. Because you said they have a lot of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. It has seeds. A pomegranate has a lot of seeds. So why are you calling them empty? Obviously not empty for mitzvahs. 
So it doesn't mean empty for mitzvahs. When it says people empty, it doesn't mean people empty for mitzvahs. It means people empty from terror study. But they still have a lot of mitzvahs. <clears throat> people are not filled with terror, but they're filled with mitzvahs and active kindness. So people, that's when it says that people who are empty are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. Meaning people, they're not able to learn. They don't have the mental capacity to learn and understand the Torah so well. They're still full of mitzvahs and, and acts of kindness. Like a pomegranate is full of seeds. And mitzvahs also bring a very great enjoyment to Hashem. And that's why it says that the mitzvahs are called garments that have a good smell. That's why it says, The Yaakov Avinu came in with the special garments that had the special smell of Gan Eden. And that's the idea of all the mitzvah is a is this garment, the encompassing light, which is connected to Gan Eden, which is Mam Shech in Gan Eden. And so a Jew who is, even a Jew is not able to understand Torah, he's still bringing down a great level of enjoyment for Hashem through the mitzvahs and the, and the kindness he's doing. That's why it's called the pomegranate juice that also, also uh, revives the person. That's why on the Kohen Godal, on the Me'il, there was two things. There was golden, there was bells and pomegranates. Golden bells and pomegranates shaped pieces of uh, purple cloth. Why were the pomegranates? Because the me'il represents the love of tzedakah. And tzedakah is connected to pomegranates. Why? Because again, even somebody that he's not able to be learning Torah, he's able to do tzedakah, he's able to do acts of kindness.